The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Newey Scruggs. All right, everybody. It is the Players' Lounge here on a Tuesday. I'm Newey Scruggs, your host, along with the two former Dallas Cowboys undrafted free agent safeties, Barry Church, number 42, the, the original, Rocket, and the ultimate survivor. He is Danny McRae. Make sure you're catching him every Wednesday at 7 o'clock p.m. on CBS for Survivor 41. He's also got his official Team Danny merch. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Danny, tell everybody where they can get that merch at, man. Absolutely. Get the merch so yeah, man, if it, good. it feels good to be in studio, doesn't it, know yeah. it. Uh, So, by the way, uh, you can get that... That Team Danny merch at shopteamdannymerch, M-E-R-C-H dot com. Or you can click the link in my bio on Instagram, and that's Danny McRae 40. In the studio, baby. It's SWBC. We in the <laughs> SWBC studio, man. We, we just missing one. Just missing one major component, but... You know, he's coming in from home right yeah, now. Yeah, listen, when you when you a TV star, you yeah. got your Emmys and you got all this to look at the background. Look at the background. There's the awards. Right here, awards. I think I see a couple Emmys. But yeah. Is that is that whole shelf Emmys? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. so Plus, multiple. Like, I would probably want to do the show from my from my oh, yeah. spot, too, if I had that many. You I mean, know what? But, you know, whatever. Hey, man. I, I just appreciate you just being on the show with us and just giving us the time to learn under my the great Newey Scrubs. That's, mm-hmm. that's all I can do. That's all I can do is appreciate you, you man. He's you? using Emmys as doorstops, it looks like. <laughs> Man, they got so many in out. It, it got to be a record. Can we book Nui? Can we I think book so. Nui? Okay. I you think can you can him. book him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you can book him. One of the best hosts in the world right now, man. <laughs> Emmy Award winning Nui Scrubs. Yeah. But book, book, book your hosting boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know about journalism, all right? Book him now, all right? <laughs> he has the credentials, all right? <laughs> Yes, sir. What's yeah. up, Nui? What's on your mind today, baby? You too. <laughs> you too can be like Bart Scott, who started off with me at NBC Sports Radio, and you look at Bart Scott now. Tell him. Marcus Spears, who came by to go ahead and learn from the new dog, and you see where he's at now. So, yes, yes, you too. And if you two act right, you guys can be out there at that level too. Book them. Yeah. Okay. Book them. All right. Book them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, let's go. Can back. we talk about the Cowboys? Let's, Can we let's, talk? You, you, you guys done? You got you, okay. got you got it all out. You we got all, it all out. Man. We all out for we the done. day, man. We, we all out of ammunition, man. We done. This this is the players' lounge where you get treated like you were in the <laughs> locker room. You get hazed. You get worn down. <laughs> this is this is a part of it. You, you, you step in here. You step in here. The bullets will fly your way. Yeah. You will get stabbed from the front. Mm. Not in the mm. back. You will be stabbed in mm. the front. I want you to see and it. Then you got Chris you got Chris Beam in the in the balcony section jumping off the top <laughs> rope, getting his licks in too. From that's three. But that's okay. But that's okay. Oh man. The Cowboys are going to face the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. They are a nine-point favorite in this football game. That's what Vegas is saying. So they're basically in Las Vegas saying, hey, we trust the Cowboys. That this was a stinker against the Broncos. They're going to get right back and go forward. Wednesday is their next practice. They're off today. When you see a line like that, guys, how do you feel? 
Uh, it, it makes me a little nervous um, just because, you know, the, the week that we're coming off of playing against the Broncos, there's a lot of stuff that we, we need to fix. Um, and mainly what we need to fix is I'm listening to Dan Quinn, you know, yesterday in his press conference, and it sounds like he's talking about people not giving 100% effort and hustling. Not the 100. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to have a, a, a nine-point spread, you're going to have to be clicking on all cylinders, and everybody needs to buy back in in order for you to cover that. So it makes me a little nervous because we, we can't Came off a, a pretty pretty disastrous performance uh, on Sunday. Yeah, it makes me nervous too because I, I didn't like how our run defense was handled. Now I'm not saying Atlanta got you know one of the premier rushing attacks or one of the premier offenses in football. But they still can run the ball a little bit. And they got Matt Ryan out there behind the or at the quarterback position. And he's seen pretty much everything. The guy's been in the league forever. So it's going to be hard to, to kind of get him off his game and disguise things against him. But we know he can be got. But if we go out there like we did against the Broncos, you know, filling, our, filling themselves and going out there saying, ah, we can just flip a switch and we'll be able to go ahead and turn it on. I think that's a bad recipe right there. And I think this coaching staff, I think they need to be on this team throughout the week, just letting them know, like, man, hey, these guys get paid too over there. And there was a lot of bulletin board material, you know, mainly by myself <laughs> and a couple other people out there who, who gave the Broncos bulletin board material. But for the most part, man, they need to keep their heads low and go out here in Atlanta and let them know that Atlanta does not deserve to be on the same field. Stomp on their throats from the beginning. I think what we did last week, was we gave the Broncos juice. We gave them a little bit of momentum. They stopped us on fourth down a couple times, a couple penalties, a couple stalled-out drives, and they felt like, hey, we can, we can hang with these boys. But if we go out there and shut it down early, jump on this Atlanta team early, I'm sure they'll go ahead and close it up and get ready for next week, and we can get back in the win column. But we cannot sleep on this team because, like you said, they're professionals as well. And we know that uh, we, we know that Atlanta has seen a lot of Dan Quinn. All right, Matt Ryan, you say Matt Ryan has seen everything. He's seen a lot of Dan Quinn's Years. defense. So it's going to be a nice little chess game, I believe, on Sunday between Matt Ryan, offensive coordinator, and then my man DQ, you know what I'm saying, to get us back on track. What's DQ going, what's he going to do to provide some pressure out there? Because it's like that D-line last, our our D-line last week, it was like, man, they they got stagnant out there. There was no pressure. Teddy Two Gloves went out there and picked us apart a little bit. I'm just telling you, listen, we all agree that we were sleepwalking, okay? We sleptwalk out there, and like I said, I heard Dan Quinn say out of his own mouth that the thing that was a little disappointing was that you weren't seeing guys uh, hustling to the ball like they usually do as far mm. as uh, there were a lot too many one-on-one tackles instead of uh, gang tackles where if, if, if you have three or four guys running to the ball, when that first person misses the tackle, then that second and third person will be able to clean them up. And he said he didn't see enough of that in uh, the previous game. And to me that sounds like, Hustle. Yeah. <laughs> and being there and not depending on your teammate to make the play, but going and making sure you're doing what you're supposed to do just in case he doesn't. And it, and it was one clip. There was one clip that we saw from that game. I sent to y'all in the, in the group chat we had. And it was it was a pretty much a microcosm of what happened against the Broncos when uh, number 33 Williams, he ran up the gut for about six yards. Uh, there was a couple Cowboys jumped on him. And he ended up driving them boys yeah. another six yards, <laughs> threw the yeah. defensive tackle off of him. You know, get up off of me out here. I don't know what KZ was doing because KZ just came in and just kind of threw a shoulder and fell to the ground. It just looked super bad. But Javante runs for another 20 yards after that, and he, that's what Dan Quinn was talking yeah. about. There wasn't enough people hustling, not enough people finishing out there. And when you do that, you're in trouble. You get beat down. <laughs> the this, great Brad Sham the over here. In the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got Brad Sham. We got the great Brad Sham over here behind us, you know, chopping it up, man. So had to, had to give a salute to the to the legend right there. The uh, the National Football League was full of 
teams that just didn't have their best effort on Sunday. So looking at the Cowboys and the fact that they, they were right there in the mix with other teams, does it give you any pause in the locker room? Do you do guys in the room say, hey, look, yeah, we play bad, but guess what? A whole lot of league played bad yesterday, too. I mean, to, to some extent, but but I think you're professional enough to look in the mirror and say that the only one that really mattered is you not playing up to, to the standard that, that you've set throughout the first seven games of the season. And uh, we can look back and say, you know, L.A. played this way, whoever played this way. But the team in our division that we're trying to catch is – the Arizona Cardinals, and they won. All right, they quarterback. <laughs> I mean, it was, mm, they still yeah. won. So our, the, the the team that we're trying to chase in the NFC, who we who we want to to beat out to get that number one spot and get that first bye week, they won last week. So we can't afford to be like every other team in the league. We need to be on our game every every time we go out there on the field and lead that lead that field with a W. Yeah, and and you can't you can't look at other squads because I mean that's when it comes into the built-in excuses and you're like ah well everybody messed up so it's all right we'll be back next week and then you'll come back next week and perform the same way and get beat down so you can't worry about what else, what everybody else is doing out there you got to focus and they've done a good job of this so far this season you know taking it game by game play by play a little cliche but they've been doing it at a pretty good job so far this season so I don't think they can look at any other team they just got to focus up and say hey we, we went out there and we got beat down you got to take accountability and so far this season they've been doing a great job of keeping each other accountable whether it's coaches players whatever it may be they've done a great job of doing that so far so they got to take accountability for it and say hey let's move forward you know we watched the tape got our corrections let's move forward and uh, hopefully start anew when we go against Atlanta because we like I said we can't sleep on them either because they they mess around yeah. and come out here and look like Teddy Two Gloves for sure <laughs> Teddy Two Gloves <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerry Jones on 105.3 The Fan today had this to say when asked about offensive tackle Tyron Smith, if he'll play against Atlanta. He says it will get better as we go along, so I don't look at it as long term. But he says that um, you know there's a chance he, 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 he might not play. So if Tyron Smith is not left tackle, Danny, what combination do you want to see? <laughs> ah, get him, get him right. Come on, no way. Get him right. No, is this a setup? Is this a setup? <laughs> Get him right. Is this a barbershop? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was the barbershop. <laughs> barbershop. <laughs> yes, Nui. You oh. know, Bill, 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 Parcell, Bill, Bill Parcells used to have a line where he said, I reserve the right to change my mind. Okay. Well, my so you mind, can change your mind. My mind ain't changing, okay? Um, Leo Collins needs to be playing left tackle. Okay. okay, he needs to be playing left tackle. We gave still the shot, which you know, against my wishes, Nine we gave still the shot to get out there and play left tackle, and it did not work out. Put that man in the spot that he earned on the right side of your offensive line at right tackle. Put Lael at left and let it roll. Okay, at the end of the day, if Lael plays bad. What we do know is at least the right side is going to be good. What okay. we don't want to go out there with is having to worry about both sides of our of our offensive line, both tackles struggling, and we having to figure out ways to help them out with chips or tight ends coming in, motion over and chipping that way or, or backs chipping on the left side. We don't want to have to do that. So put my man still back where he's been performing to his best of, best of his ability and let uh, let LC see what he can do with his 50 mil. Yeah, I might have to agree with you there, uh, D-Mac. I know I wanted him on the left side last last week because I thought, you know, he had momentum going. He was our best ta- or our best offensive lineman outside the two Hall of Famers. So go ahead and move him over there. But he struggled immensely and he gave up nine pressures. I think he gave up two sacks as well. So that was a big hurt to his confidence. Like they, that, that stabbed his confidence a little bit. So I'm going to put him back on that right side 
and hopefully he's able to perform like he did in those previous five or six games that he was at the right tackle just to get his confidence back up there. Because we had a guy going where he thought, you know, I'm playing at just such a high level. I could be one of these Pro Bowl tackles as well. And we want to keep that momentum going. We don't want two back-to-back weeks where he's getting drummed on the left side. Now, if he goes back to the right side and gets drummed as well, then, I mean, hey, you, you had your opportunity and, and, and you lost it. They, you know? they took it from you. And, and they took it from you. So, <laughs> they took it from you. So I'm going to put him back on the right side where he feels more comfortable. He's a naturally a right-handed guy, so hopefully he's able to block a little bit better on that side, handle all the stunts they got going over there, and get his confidence back up. And then, like you said, if, if Lael stinks it up on the left side, we know we're going to have Terrence – or. Uh, um, Tyrone Smith come back there eventually. So we'll know that left side is going to be down solidified if he's in the game, which I don't know. I mean, he's, these injuries are piling up. But at least if he can hold it down on the right side, we got one side secure. And then when Tyrone gets back, he can do that left side. And then we got an all pro, pro bowl potential guy as a swing tackle. But I still see it as a good problem to have. But we got to solidify one side and hopefully Steele's able to do that on no, the right. Nui? Nui, listen, I know you heard Church over here talking about, you know, we expect Tyra Smith to be back and all this other stuff. What we did expect Tyra Smith to be is out, okay? We expect him to be out. So my confidence in having him for long term and a a stretch of eight, nine games carrying you into the playoffs is really low. It's really low because we talked at the beginning of the season about the old 2010 Tyron Smith and feeling better than you ever felt. Now we got bone spurs. We let the the ankle sprain uh, slide because that was one of those things where – it just happened. Yeah, he got, just rolled, got rolled up, up on. on yep. But now, you know, now you get into having bone spurs and stuff that that you really can't explain and really can't put a timetable on when you'll be back in the game. Yeah, that that is concerning to me at the left tackle position. So no, we don't we don't really expect Tyron Smith to be back anytime soon if we want him to be healthy enough to carry us through the end of the season yeah. and into the playoffs. Danny, I think you're gonna be real upset to find out they're going to keep Steele at that left tackle. Uh, I, think I, I just believe that's what they're going to do. That going to be upset. I mean, I, I mean <laughs> why, why he I mean, running I, around I, getting chased. I, I really – because we're talking about – you guys are professional players. We're talking about trying to have Lel Collins do something he hasn't done in the NFL, play left tackle. Yes, he did it at LSU, but now you're talking about putting him in here in the National Football League, left tackle? I don't know about that, man. I'm, but I'm confused on the thought process, right? Because still, I mean, he played. They, they worked on it in training camp. It's training camp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Training camp is training camp, all right? That's when you get your hand – you try to work on getting your hand placement right, get your foot placement right. But you ain't really seeing them dogs come around that corner like yeah. he saw on Sunday. All right? So he's going to be in the same position that, uh, that Leo Collins was in, all right? Let's see if he can do it. But he played in the SEC at left tackle. He got drafted. He played with with them knowing that he had experience playing the left tackle position. Give him a shot. My man still is not it's like it's not fair, but I don't think it's gonna work out for him at left tackle. He should be. He should stay on that right yes, side. He's still on that right side. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's gonna work out for him. And they gonna continue to put him out there and continue to ruin this dude when you already uh, you know lifted him up from last year to to be a starting right tackle in the league. I just don't think it makes sense. So let me come back to this way. We saw Terrence still getting a little bit of help. What if you put him back at left tackle and you just say, okay, look, we know we got to put Dalton Schultz over here, Jeremy Sprinkle over here. We just got to just from the jump go ahead and help this guy at the left tackle spot and keep LC over at the right. Would that make you feel any better, Danny? You know, I mean, as far as protection, it would. But mm-hmm. for, for him as a player, it would make me feel better. Um, 
I mean, like I said, this guy is becoming a better a better player in the league. His progress is now being halted by uh, injury to Tyron Smith and Lael not wanting to play left or people not feeling comfortable enough with him playing left. Mm-hmm. We don't feel comfortable with uh, with uh, still playing left, <laughs> but. We do feel good with him playing on the yeah. right side. Yeah. I like I'm like if you can if you have the option to shore up one side and not be uh you know ha- having leakage on both, then I'm going to shore up that one side and see what see what my 50 million dollar guy has on the left. I'm going to just see because what we seen from Terrence still like you said nine pressures, two sacks mm-hmm. and and the pressures that were like he wasn't touching the guy. No, they were just beating him around it, that edge. Yes, and, it, and his hand, like it, I think his hand placement, like he wasn't able to to really to really get the groove going on that side. So let, let let's see what seventy one has. Let's see. Let's see. Try it out. And and look, if they do end up putting steel on that left side, Nui, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to bring some protection with them. Like they're gonna have to have either uh, Schultz or Zeke Pollard chip on the way out, whatever it may be. Because like Danny said, he he struggled. He he struggled, and it wasn't just like he was getting just bull, like hit with all these different moves. Cats seem to be able to just get around them with the quickness, just hit him with the one one little inside out move, and then they're around the corner. So it may be you know his foot placement. He's not used to being on that left side, move, leading with that left side or hand placement with the left uh, hand or anything like that. Maybe stronger with the right. But if they do put him out there, he's definitely going to need help. Definitely going to have to chip him with some with some tight ends, some running backs, whatever the case may be. Maybe some screens to help slow that pass rush down. But Kellen Moore, get into your bag like you've been in all season. Help these guys out. And hopefully we can get this offense back uh, back rolling. Okay, let's, let's get our first break in here. I've got one more question for you, Danny, about Collins. And Barry, I want to add this into the, add this into, add you into this as well. Because this is something that plays into next year's football team. Okay. All right? Let's get into that next. Danny McRae, Barry Church, Newey Scruggs. This is the Players Lounge. Brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, 
Book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to the Players' Lounge. All right. Register now. And uh, you want to – actually, let's go with this. That was yesterday's read. Let's go with today's read, Tuesday. <laughs> Celebrate Christmas at the Star with Cowboys Christmas extravaganza powered by Reliant. The 20-minute show electrifies the Star in Frisco with a powerful mix of game day excitement and Cowboys cheer every Friday and Saturday at 6 p.m. November 19th through December 18th. Admission and parking is free. For more information, visit thestardistrict.com. Gav is that star district. This is the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs. The former players are Barry Church and Danny McCray. They were undrafted free agent safeties. Let us give back into Lel Collins. Then we're going to move in here to Dak Prescott and how he was playing as the, the team was down 30 to nothing. Looking into next year, and Danny, you have been correct in, ter- in terms of tra- uh, Tyron Smith keeps missing games. This happens every year. Maybe Tyron Smith decides to call it a career at the end. Is this when you say, hey, put Le- put Lel Collins at left tackle now, is this a move that you could make now and anticipate it going into next year that maybe Collins is your tackle long term? And does Collins even go to a guy like Joe Philbin, the offensive line coach, and say, you know what, put me at left tackle? Man, I don't know. I think I, I, you won't know unless you put him out there. <laughs> you know, if you just keep saying that he's, you know, that, that still may be better or we don't know if uh, if Collins is going to be able to to adjust to being a left tackle, then we won't we won't even be able to answer that question at the end of the season. So if, to, to, to your point, if that's the case, then, yeah, try him out. Because what we know is still is not the answer at left tackle. He's the answer at right tackle. What we know is Lael is making 50 mil. All right, so – Trying to figure out how you're going to move into next year with him playing guard. What you're going to do with Terrence Steele? What if uh, Tyron Smith decides that he's not coming back? Try Lael at left tackle. See how it works. Or give him a couple games, right? Because mm-hmm. you already know it's a tough adjustment. So give him a couple games. See if he continues to get better. And then make your decision at the end of the year. Or to help you. Yeah, to that point, you got to at least try the guy out there. Uh, we saw what happened last week with uh, Terrence Steele. I'm going to keep bringing it up. He had, what, 11? Was it 11 hurries now? 11 hurries, nine pressures, and gave up two sacks. So he definitely struggles on that left side. He's more predominantly on the right side. He's been holding it down for a couple games over there. So I leave him over there. And then Lyell, as far as you know, Tyron Smith, maybe he wants to leave or maybe he wants to you know retire at the end of the season. I think you gotta you gotta see what else he can do there first. So like you said, I would put him out there if Tyron can't go this week. I put him out there just to see what he can do. Now if he if he ends up going out there and, and playing lights out and being that guy, then uh, definitely you would have a good problem on your hands because if Tyron Smith walked away, you can easily just slide LC right in there. So I think they gotta give him an option out there just to see. I don't think you know if they don't give him any type of reps out there, I don't think you can go into next year saying all right if if Tyron Smith if uh, Tyron Smith's out, LC just can slide in there because he had no reps at it. He hasn't done it since college. So I think. In order for us to get that look, I would think they would have to put him in there for at least a game just to see how he can adjust to it. But um, we just know for a fact that uh, Terrence Steele right now at that at that right side, he's he's good. Left side, <laughs> he struggles a bit. Yeah, and correct it. Let's correct it. Right. 11, 11, yeah, it was 11 presses. 9 hurries and yeah. 2 sacks. He gave up a lot. Out That's there. a rough day. 
I was definitely wrong about that transition. You know, I thought for sure, all right, this guy's rolling right now. He can go from the right to the left, no problem. But it's a lot. It's a lot harder than than, than anticipated. Because yeah. I mean, them guys on the left side, they're coming from the blind side, so you're not gonna have a lot of help out there. And we've seen when you got put on the island as a tackle, if you ain't ready, they're gonna take you to school out there. Yeah, it's on film, so you know what to expect when you see still out there left tackle this week. Mm, get ready to dance one on ones. They're gonna mm. figure out a way to get those one on ones. So the Cowboys' next three games will be uh, home against the Atlanta Falcons on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs and then a home game on Thanksgiving Day against the Las Vegas Raiders. And we'll see exactly what these defensive coordinators come up with as they get ready to uh, go up against this Cowboys offensive line. Now there's uh, something, Danny, you wanted to bring up from uh, Sunday's game. The Cowboys are down, getting drilled, and Dan Quinn, uh, Dan Quinn, but uh, Mike McCarthy decides that he wants to keep Dak Prescott and the first team offense out there. He says they wanted to get in some two minute drill work. That was the reasoning there. A lot of people on social media saying, why in the heck is Dak Prescott out there having come off a calf injury and a blowout where the game has already been decided? Yeah, man, that, that, that's one of those things where I'm like, you know, it's not a problem till it's a problem. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, you, you, you don't suffer any right. setbacks because, you know, because he didn't get hurt. Didn't get hurt so yeah. then it seems like, OK, we did get some two minute drill work. We did score two touchdowns. But it only takes one play. Mm-hmm. We know. And, it. And, and then and then not only the fans are questioning you. The ownership and the organization is questioning why you would have this guy out here knowing mm-hmm. that he came off an injury all of last year. We see we saw what it did to our team last year. He had the shoulder, shoulder injury during training camp where he had to sit out. Now you got a calf injury. The best thing for our, for our team and our chances to make it far into the playoffs and, and possibly make a Super Bowl is for Dak Prescott to be healthy. Without him healthy, this left tackle stuff don't matter, right tackle stuff don't matter, how good the defense plays, how bad. None of that matters if Dak Prescott is not healthy. And I don't want to hear nothing about Cooper Rush (laughs) being able to come in and carry the team if Dak Prescott is out for an extended period of time because that ain't the case. All right? So I think it was risky. I ain't the coach. But if it was me, I would have pulled my $160 million man out of the game. All right, now, now, if we had Double G as the backup, you know, <laughs> hey, they, they, you know, it would be a different story. But, you know, before that's a story for another day. But, um, you know, I you know, I didn't want to kill him for it. But if, if that, you know, if he didn't come off that injury, like if he wasn't injured that week before and, look, we just went out there and we got drummed, I wouldn't mind him saying, all right, look, we need some type of momentum going forward to next week. Uh, so let's work on this two-minute drill and, and get that thing going. And they did. They got two touchdowns. They showed that they, you know, they can move the ball a little bit. But um, with come, him coming off that calf injury that week before, I just don't see the reward, the risk versus reward there by keeping him out there any longer. We've seen when he hurt that calf, he didn't even get hit. It was just a non-contact hit. He was rolling out, threw the ball off his calf. And, you know, he got hurt by it. So him just coming off of that calf uh, muscle injury, his first game back, if we're getting drummed like that, I got to sit him on the bench. I understand what he tried to do, trying to get, you know, at least have some good film out there for this offense so they can go forward thinking, all right, you know, that was just a bump in the road. We can get back to ourselves. But when he's coming off a calf injury like that, just a week before or two weeks before, and you, and you, you was kind of shaky for him coming into this game. I just don't see the reward of having him out there. It ain't like you can come back and get a victory by any stretch of the imagination. So I think Cooper Rush should have just came in there, filled in the last couple minutes, and we called it a day from that. Because like you said, we do not want – I mean, no disrespect to Cooper Rush, but we do not want Rush in there for a large chunk of the season. If it's spot duty, sure, he can come in there and do a Minnesota-type game and, and, and perform well. But when it comes to a stretch and his coordinators start game planning for Cooper Rush, I don't think he'll survive very long so 
we just got to keep that man healthy. And by keeping him healthy, we got to keep him off the field when we're getting our butts kicked like we were uh, last weekend. And I, and I think it's fair to say that you you possibly already have a hampered Amari Cooper. Yeah. You got a Zeke who's sitting on the sideline icing his knee. Mm. And then, you know what I'm saying, now you got your quarterback out there, you know, in harm's way going into, a, you know, a, a position in the game where we have no chance of coming back. I just look. think – I think it was a really risky moment. You know, thankfully – we, we, you know, we made it out of there. No injury. Dak mm-hmm. is healthy and gonna play this week. But it was, it was a very worrisome, uh, you know, couple of drives for me. I was like, man, I, I just don't get it. Because we got so much going on right now. We just came off of a six-game win streak. We're three games ahead in our division. Like it's just, you know, it's not like we're pressing to make sure we got to get this or we got to get this victory. We got to do something here. We got space. We got time to go ahead and, and let guys rest if need be. If we're getting drummed like that, get them out the game. We got time because our division is so terrible. So. To me, it was a questionable move. I can see the I can see the pros, but I just think the cons outweighed the pros in this in this uh, in this decision. Man, I, I, a part of me says yes, this is truth. What you guys are saying, what we're talking about, this is true. But the other part of me wonders: Are we being too hard on these guys? After this is a team that, until this game. The other seven games were good football games. They won six of them. The game against Tampa, you're right there at the end. Can we give them a mulligan like you do in golf, Danny? Can well, you give it? I oh, did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Barry, I mean, Barry, you to golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golf. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely taking a mulligan on that one. Hold on. Hold on. I gave a mulligan. Didn't I say, that's okay. They slept walk. That's not yeah. who we were. Yeah, <laughs> that ain't yeah, who yeah. We, that's not who we are. We, we won six straight. It's hard to keep a streak yeah. going. Nobody wins them all. Mm-hmm. And I said, it's fine. We going to be okay. We all right. That's a mulligan. Well, I'm let me not, ask y'all this. I'm not, the season ain't over. The sky ain't falling. We that's six true. and two. Let me ask both of y'all this. Let me ask both of y'all this. We go out against Atlanta this week, and let's just say it's a lot closer than we we want it to be. Like we had to cl- cr- scratch and claw just to get back in, and we want a close one at home. Do you start to worry then? Absolutely not. Atlanta's playing good football. Okay. Atlanta is has turned around and they've beat some teams. That I think they they got a 500 record now. Yeah, they four Yeah, they they they're playing good football. I don't expect it to be easy, especially with the history of us playing Atlanta. So okay. for some reason, when we play Atlanta, it's, it's always one of those games. Yeah, it's always yeah. one of those games. So nah, the only thing that matters is a win. That's Pittsburgh. It don't matter mm-hmm. how you win. I listen to Mike Tomlin say, "We not gonna apologize to nobody." Okay. <laughs> for how we win in these games, or we we are winning. That's all it. right, that's and that's all that matters. I don't care how close it is. What you think, Nui? I look at this, and I, I just keep saying it. You're not going to play 16, 17 great games. You're not. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a stinker. And I am concerned about the offensive line. That's why we started about it. And we spent a whole lot of time talking about it with this, this show. But I'll also kind of throw in this. How many other coordinators they got to face that could put together a scheme like Vic Fangio? I mean, Vic Fangio came out here and had, he, he basically had something for everything Kellen Moore wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, and how many other teams can come out and give you that same kind of personnel, especially from a secondary standpoint, that the Denver Broncos did. I I, I just don't know. I don't think Atlanta can play that kind of defense no. on, on this Cowboys football team. Yeah, and you, oh, go that's ahead. just me. Go ahead. Yeah, but you, yeah, you got to have a strong secondary. And we knew that was the strength of this Denver team coming into the game. They just traded away Vaughn Miller. We thought their front seven wasn't going to be able to hang with uh, what the Cowboys had going on. And they put a lot of pressure on their secondary because they stacked the box. They said, you know what? Dak, you're coming off a, a calf injury. We want to see if you still got it. We're going to see if you can steal Dice's apart and win it on your arm alone. And uh, they had a great game plan because they had an extremely strong secondary out there. Sertan, Fuller and those boys, Darby, they locked down. Simmons as well. They locked down out there, and, and they made it hard for our receivers. They had a lot of windows out there that 
It was a tough contested catch. If it was a catch, it would have been contested. So, I mean, they had a strong secondary, and I don't think – I think you're right, Nui. I don't think we, we're going to go against, for the rest of the remaining of the regular season, a secondary as strong as Denver's that will allow them to stack the box like that and still be able to strap up well, on the back well, end. Well, listen, well, listen. In, in, fa- in fairness to Kellen Moore and our offense, all right, we had a couple plays where uh, C.D. Lamb was behind the defense and we missed it. Yeah, yeah. We had drop a drop passes. by Tony Pollard. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like we had some plays where we we could have those would have been huge plays for our yeah. offense. All right, mm-hmm. and it would have been it would have turned the game. Mm-hmm. And we just like I said, we for some reason the way that we went out to the game, I think our focus was a little off. I'm not sure how, how you really put it into words, but something just wasn't clicking wasn't with right. us. But the opportunities for us to make those plays as good as their defense did play. Mm-hmm. They were still out there. Yeah, we, we just we just didn't capitalize on those plays, and and that hadn't happened for us all season. We had usually been the team who we capitalized on every opportunity mm-hmm. that we made, and I think that punt just was a sign for wow. how the game was going for us. That punt block where that is an opportunity that we capitalize on, and it just did not fall our way. And it was you know I was like, yeah, this is this this is how, that Sunday. How would you feel, D Mac? You know, we both did it. We both was in special teams. I'm Jody Meeting, so we know how it was. But how would you feel? If that was the if you if you were in right shoes, you know we got a block punt. It went over the line of scrimmage. You touched it, which means they get the ball back. Would you feel like man, I, you know I I gotta I gotta play better, or is it just like man, I didn't even know that rule. I was just going out there trying to make a play. Yeah, I mean, I, in, in his situation, I don't think that that. I don't think anybody would have had the wherewithal to say, "Hey, that ball actually crossed the line of scrimmage. Let me not touch." It was literally a bang bang play. Yeah. Like no, you, you him him being on the field, I don't think he could have looked to the sideline to see that the line of scrimmage was right there, yeah. so he shouldn't touch the ball. So I don't feel bad. And when I'm in the meeting room, I don't think Jody's gonna make me feel bad either yeah. because that is a bang bang play. And also, our whole entire team played bad. Yeah, I'm trying to make one. a play. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and and it just didn't fall that way. You know, this is not the same as dropping the pass, roughing the kicker. This is not that. This is one of those fluky moments. Where it's like, dang, I, who knew? Who knew? <laughs> who knew? We all texted each other in the group, like, oh man, awful. Like, who knew? Yeah, I, I didn't know that rule. <laughs> yeah. I'd have been just right in right shoes. Let me get that rock. Ah, yeah, we still got it. Because nah, it, no, it usually applies to a deep punt or a field mm-hmm. goal where it closes the line of scrimmage, but it's usually way, like, it's far. Yeah. It, it doesn't usually happen that close. That it's close. not bouncing up into your hands. Like, it, that was just, you know, just just a bad chain of events for, for, for us on punt, at that, for a punt return at that time. All right, let's take a break here. Uh, Two players could be returning to the Cowboys lineup against the Atlanta Falcons. Let's dive into that next with Danny McRae, Barry Church. I'm Dewey Scruggs. This is the Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. Organic pumpkin smoothies are back at Smoothie King. With at least 13 grams of protein each and five options to choose from, it's easy to find a favorite to help you reach your goals. Like the new Keto Champ Pumpkin. Packed with a whopping 23 grams of protein and nine net carbs, it's a quick and nutritious meal on the go. So order online or through the app for pickup or delivery. And power up with pumpkin and protein. Official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Smoothie King, rule the day. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo quiero, yo quiero guacamole. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. 
the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United United Ag and Turf, Turf, the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Back to the Players' Lounge. This holiday season, visit the star to get your photo with Santa, presented by Monument Realty. Santa Claus will be at his cowboy-themed cottage in the Star District across from Ascension on the Star Boulevard from November 26th through December 24th. For more information and booking your Santa photo, visit thestardistrict.com slash Santa. So the holiday season is coming around here, Cowboy fans. I'm Louis Scruggs. This is the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. This is about two players who used to play the game, former undrafted free agent safeties, Barry Church and Danny McCray. Jerry Jones saying that um, DeMarcus Ware... I should say Demarcus Lawrence is a 21 day window has not begun yet. Hmm. So I should say Mike McCarthy said it. So uh, not expected to begin his 21 day practice window this week. So he's not going to play against the Falcons, but Michael Gal expected to play against the Falcons. Tristan Hill, defensive tackle. We could see him play this week. <laughs> Young boom. Two guys coming back into the lineup. Guys, how do you feel about that? Well, I, I definitely want to see what Michael Gallup got coming because we saw what Seth Wilson was able to do out there, and, and he proved that he's more than just a gadget guy. Like, you know, in the past, I thought of him as just, you know, a reverse guy, kind of give him a pitch. You know, he'll, he, got, he can throw. He got a little arm on him, so he could throw the ball a little bit, you know, with some reverses, some slants and stuff like that. But he's proven to be more than that. He's a good route runner. He has good hands, and he has a good connection with Dak Prescott. We saw that on that fourth and four in New England when uh, all options were took, taken. It was fourth down for the game. He went to say Wilson who came through with the big clutch catch so this guy has definitely proven to be a valuable piece out there for this offense I think Michael Gallup overall is a better player and I'm definitely want to see how his impact is going to have on the rest of this trio of receivers will it open up more looks for a CD Lamb will it open up more looks for a Amari uh, Cooper but also, it's just tough because what do you do with said Wilson on, in that instance? I mean, he's done a great job in the slot. He's done a great job of playing off of those two big-time receivers on the outside. And we haven't seen Gallup play in the slot that much. Like He's mostly an outside receiver. So I'm not saying, will that mess up the feng shui, but – will it, you know, will it clog things up out there? Because, you know, C.D. Lamb, he can play inside, outside, but – the more you move him around, it's harder for teams to double-team him. So I think that was a nice piece to, for Seth Wilson to come in there and kind of get the slot duties there so he can play on the outside and teams don't have a good chance to double-team him all like that. So I want to see what Michael Gallup can bring to this table. Tristan Hill, I don't you know. Hey. <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, you know, a good rotational piece. Uh, I'm more excited to wait for Neville Gallimore to come back. But uh, I see Tristan Hill as like, basically a, a rotational piece. I think Odigizua has proven that he's a better defensive tackle than Tristan Hill has been. So, to me, it's Michael Gallup. I'm, I'm really interested to see what he can bring to this table uh, come Sunday. Yeah, listen, my man my man Church brought the, the, the feng shui. The feng shui <laughs> out there, Mr. Miyagi. It's his speech. Okay, all right. Uh, I think this is easy. Um, I'm, I'm excited 
to see Michael Gallup. Um, kind of different from how Church thinks about it because I think Michael Gallup is is our true deep threat. Okay. Um, he he's usually that guy who's making those deep mm-hmm. catches, and I think. C.D. Lamb is more dangerous, like you said, when, when he's able to move, move around. around yep. uh, and I think the same for Amari Cooper. Now that you see that C.D. Lamb can also play on the outside, mm-hmm. him and Amari Cooper are interchangeable. Which That's one true. do you want to put in the slot? Which one do you want to put outside? Make okay. defenses figure out how they're going to double team and who they're going to double team. And, okay. oh, by the way, now you got your deep threat back. Right, so those deep, those deep balls that Ceedee Lamb that were missing uh, mm-hmm. last week, those are the ones that Michael Gallup has been catching, okay. and, and you've seen him doing it. So, and I think he's going to come back hungry mm-hmm. uh, as long as he's 100 percent healthy. I'm really, really excited to see him back in this offense because I think it's going to bring a new level to us. And shout out to uh, Tristan Tristan Hill. I, I think he's going to be okay. Young Gator, um, if, if he's continued to get better uh, like he was at the last training camp, and he gets away from that Gator role, I think he'll be okay. <laughs> uh, and, and you know, based off our our, our Run defense play last week. We can use we can use some help. So hopefully uh, that turns out to be good. But I, I'm really excited to see Michael Gallup back in the offense. Yeah, Michael Gallup's gonna be extremely hungry out there. I mean, this is a guy who missed so many weeks out there. He's seen said Wilson ball out. He's in a contract year, so he knows he's gonna have to when he gets back in these opportunities. He's gonna have to take advantage of them. So I think you're right, man. That Michael Gallup coming back it should provide you know good dividends for this offense. But I'm more interested to see how he comes back and how he responds to that injury and can he become a better football player. You know, I'd like to see Tristan Hill add something to this defense. We saw how the Broncos had 41 rushes, and and, and their two running backs went wild on the Cowboys' defense. If there's mm-hmm. some more help that you could have up there, remember, bring Urban. Urban has been out missing some time here. I think this can ultimately, as I start to look toward the, the December-January run this Cowboys team can be able to make, having as many guys as can be in a rotational atmosphere up front for this defense, I think will help. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about, we can even dive into it more, but I at least want to start the conversation uh, today. Is you guys are former players. How do you feel about Calvin Ridley and seeing his situation where he stepped away from football to deal with mental health? With Julio Jones being gone, so many people thought that Calvin Ridley was going to step into a superstar status uh, role this year, but he has taken some time away to work on himself and deal with his own issues. Danny? Uh, I, I'm gonna give him some props um, because you know us as us as football players, we've been doing this our entire life, mm-hmm. all right? So you see a lot of guys who retire and they cannot find a way to stay away from the uh, from the game, mm-hmm. and then when they are separated from the game, they're, they're not able to do anything else. And you see sometimes that can that can go really really bad for them. Yeah. Um. So. The fact that he can look at himself in the mirror and say, I need to step away from the game, take mm-hmm. some time away from this so I can work on myself, I think that takes a lot of uh, a lot of heart. I think it takes a lot of courage mm-hmm. uh, for him to be able to do so. So come back right, yeah. right? Because football is just one part of your life. All right, you Small got, a, long, you got a, mm-hmm. a longer life to live when it's over with, so make sure that your mind and your body are in the right place to, to continue to be there for your family and friends more than it is for you to you know play your five or six years you know, in the NFL. So shout out to him for doing that and, uh, you know, praying for him. Yeah, I definitely got to give him a shout out on this one because, you know, you know, playing football, all we're taught is, oh, you're not hurt, you're masculine, you're a warrior, you don't need to show your feelings like that, you know, you go out there and, and forget all that, it's all about football but like you're right, football is just a small portion of your life and then for him to go out there and let everybody know and kind of put his emotions and, and kind of be his vulnerabilities out there for everybody to know, it takes extreme courage to do that. I mean, he sat there and he realized that he couldn't give his team 100%. You know, his mind wasn't in there. He was mentally checked 
out and he needed to focus on himself a little bit so he can become a better guy, so he can be a better guy for his football team. And, and like I said earlier, that takes extremely a lot of courage because, you know, that locker room can be brutal. And we're taught to never show emotion or never show any type of weakness. And for him to go out there and say, look, guys, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with some things. I need this to, to, to clear my mind before I'm able to get back and give you guys my all. It takes a lot of courage. And uh, shout out to him for that. So Calvin Ridley, um, fantastic player, a guy I thought was going to have a really breakout year, uh, stepping away from mental health issues. And, and I, I hope he can um, find the piece he's looking for. We saw Lane Johnson, mm-hmm. offensive line with the Philadelphia Eagles, step away. Same thing, trying to deal with mental health. And so um, I'm with you guys. This this is about your life. It's not just about football. And hopefully Ridley feels the support from his own team Yes. because you guys were in that room. You know how, you know how some coaches treated guys. If they felt like you were injured or you couldn't help them, some mm-hmm. of these coaches wouldn't even look at players and they act like they didn't exist. So hopefully that young man uh, feels some support from, from uh, his teammates. Yep. Uh, and wait, and I want to add one thing outside of my man Ridley, because <laughs> I got to. I just well, have right, to. Well, what's going I on? I couldn't let this go. I couldn't let this go. All right. Okay, let me tell you something. You were talking about what they're going to do with Sid Wilson. Tell them to go holler at Terrence Steele. <laughs> All right? They're going to have a party, you know what I'm saying, their own little party in the back talking about how they feel about about being in there <laughs> and, proving, and proving that they can play in the game, and then they ended up losing their spot somehow. Said a little different because Michael Gallup got injured, but they both going to have some bones to pick. And I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's a bad precedent to start in your locker room knowing that you can do everything you're supposed to do, be in the right place, do all the right things, and still not be put in the position to succeed. And Terrence still wasn't put in that position. But what about Sam Wilson? Do you think Sam Wilson deserves to be in that spot even though Gallup, he got no, that no. spot because Gallup got hurt? No, Gallup got hurt. It's different. Okay. Gallup right. got hurt. It's different. All right. Okay. okay. Uh, Lael Collins, he, he hurt up. himself. Yeah, he messed up. Okay. And then Gallup got hurt, so he he deserves this, uh, the chance to get his, to get, his, no get, his, get his spot. Can't get Wally Pipped. Can't get Wally Pipped. But yeah, him and Terrence still they gonna be they gonna have some conversations. They gonna be, they gonna oh, be yeah. talking back there. The next picture you are gonna see of you know, the Cowboys players out and about is gonna be them and Nick and Sam's or chilling. Like, <laughs> can you believe this, man? man? I tell you what, they, they, they set us up, man. I know how you feel. That's yeah. what they say. I know how you feel. Bro. Yeah, I know. Hey, come on, take a seat, man. Let's talk about this, man. <laughs> this has been the Players' Lounge on a Tuesday. We will end it on that. <laughs> Danny McRae, Barry Church, I'm Nui Scruggs for Chris B and Will, Scott, Aaron, everybody who's been a part of this. We appreciate it. We'll check with you on Wednesday as we get ready for another episode of Survivor 41 yes. with our guy Danny McRae, a part of the cast. So we'll talk to you later, everybody. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?